Welcome everybody to the Breaking Blindness Barriers group. We are blindness barrier breakers. The whole purpose of our group is to come together as a community resource to help and support each other and sharing of strategies and techniques that help us to break those pesky barriers that get in the way of us as blind people from being able to live full, independent, and productive lives. And that also means enjoyment of life, not just professional stuff, but just getting out there and leisure stuff. This is summer after all. And this, by the way, is our summer meeting in July uh, 2021. So welcome, everybody. Uh, this meeting is being recorded, as I mentioned before, and is also going to be made available to the Airs LA Audio Internet Reading Service of Los Angeles. That information will be sent to all of you after the fact so that you can have access to these recordings as well. So uh, if anybody who is listening to this wants to learn more about the Breaking Blindness Barriers group, and primarily if you live in the Los Angeles area of Southern California or the Cape Coral Fort Myers area of Southwest Florida, we are looking to find participants in those areas. Those are the areas that we are primarily serving. So if you are interested and want to become involved with our group and be invited to our meetings and activities, please contact me by sending an email to help, H-E-L-P, at techjv.com. That's H-E-L-P at T-E-C-H-J as in John, V as in Victor, dot com. So today we are happy to welcome a, a, a guest and this is very timely because we're right in the middle of the season where we all want to get out and do fun stuff and be physically active. It's definitely one of the areas that uh, we as blind people sometimes face a lot of barriers. And there is an organization out there that is trying to do a lot of things. In fact, they're into breaking barriers too. So it's a perfect match for all of us. Uh, they want to get us all much more physically active as well as, uh, you know, receiving better nutrition and all this good stuff. And they want to share it all with us. So without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and uh, hand it over to, to Hearts for Sight Foundation. That's it. If I can uh, get myself figured out here. The Hearts for Sight Foundation, I'm going to hand it over to uh, Joseph Burton, and he's going to tell you all about this wonderful organization and all the wonderful things that they're doing, and not to mention fun things. So go ahead, Joseph. Take it away. Awesome. Julian, thank you so much uh, for welcoming us into this space. I'm also accompanied here by my co-founder and um, um, director of uh, programs, uh, Raquel Desapita. And uh, we're just thrilled to be in here with this space. It looks like there's about 17 of us um, that are joining here on a Saturday afternoon. So I um, just want to say thank you for for. Um, showing up and, and learning a little bit more about uh, what we have to offer here at Hearts for Sight as we go into the summertime here. So um, just a little introduction um, about my background. Um, I am a recent uh, UCLA graduate um, with a master's in social welfare and a concentration in social and economic justice. Um, I also have my BA in psychology um, and an associates in psychology as well. Um, I've been pretty involved with program development um, in the in most recent years. Uh, program development has looked like building out the Heart for Sight program, which we'll talk a little bit more about in, 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 in great detail. Um, but I also am very familiar um, and have a personal connection with the foster care community. Um, I've worked in the past with building programs and services for um marginalized foster youth, um, primarily in the college, um, um, who are attending college. And so a big part of what I do, what I'm passionate about is program development, really just targeting where the needs are for underserved communities and seeing if we could build programs and services to help um, such populations um, fulfill their needs. So I'm really happy to be here. Um, I want to invite Raquel to introduce herself, um, and then we'll just sort of have a back and forth conversation between Raquel and I in regards to what Heart for Sight is all about, how we started Heart for Sight, um, what sort of programs and services we provide, um, as well as what the future entails. So 
Um, again, really excited to be here in this space. And so Ra uh, Raquel, I, I welcome you now to the floor to introduce yourself. Thank you so much, um, Joseph. Um, hi, my name is Raquel Desipira. First of all, thank you, Julian, for um, inviting us to speak at this group. Um, we truly appreciate the opportunity to um, let the community know about Hearts for Sight. Uh, just a little bit of background for myself. Um, again, I, I am Raquel. I have been active in the blindness community for a long time now. Um, and I have held, you know, several positions at, you know, different nonprofit organizations, but I have a bachelor's degree in human services and management uh, from the University of Phoenix. And, um, I have also a number of years um, working in the nonprofit organization. I used to work as a volunteer coordinator for about 16 years. And um, and then now um, Hearts for Sight is sort of like just part of my life because for, for right now I am still um, working uh, as a um, health center representative but at the same time, um, doing Hearts for Sight stuff right after my, what I call my daytime job. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, um, thank you so much for being here and, uh, let's go ahead, Joseph. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Raquel. Um, and I, I guess it, it's worth mentioning that Raquel and I are both members of the visually impaired community. Um, we both identify as um, persons who have retinitis pigmentosa. So shout out to all the RP people in the crowd today. Um, and so I guess, Raquel, maybe we can start with a short little conversation about um, how sort of Heart for Sight manifested. I remember, um, you know, so I'm from San Diego, um, as some know, um, and then I was in my mid-20s, uh, was learning a little bit more about um, what it's like to be a visually impaired uh, person because coming from the sighted world, I didn't really know much about programs and services that were available. So um, I'm sure many of all of us know about the Braille Institute here in um, Los Angeles. Well, they also have one in San Diego um, here in La Jolla. Um, and so in my mid twenties, I, I decided, you know, it's imperative for me to start learning a little bit more about, um, what it's like to be a visually impaired person. So I, I went to Braille, um, and learned quite a bit. Um, but in that, uh, in those learnings, I also found that there is this, um, I'd say this lack of service when it comes to uh, accessible health and wellness opportunities for people with visual impairments. And so um, as someone who's been really active throughout their entire life, um, I feel like I have a pretty solid lifestyle when it comes to exercise and balanced nutrition. And so uh, I think, Raquel, if you remember the conversations that we had um, many years ago about trying to figure out innovative ways to bring health and nutrition um, to the blind and visually impaired community. Um, I was really excited about providing or presenting some sort of uh, nonprofit that would potentially support the community. But Raquel, do you remember those conversations that we had uh, at the initial stages when we were talking about just like the idea about Hearts for Sight? Yes, I did. Um, you approached me and you said that um, you are looking into ways how we could help. Initially, you know, you were just talking about helping some friends, some people you know on, you know, how can I, you know, help them uh, be more active, be more fit um, in the, and start eating healthier as opposed to, you know, eating cakes and cookies at parties um, <laughs> um, and, you know, so many other sweets. And so when we, when you brought it up to me, I said, oh, wow, that's really a good idea because I myself as a blind person is very interested in something like that. I would love to go to a gym, but there is, you know, being, going to the gym is not really accessible for blind people like us. And so, um, I said, 
gosh, I, you know, I really wish there would be, um, a facility, a gym specifically just for people who are blind and visually impaired and, um, you know, be able to go there, uh, work out and then have some classes just like the regular gym where they have aerobics and Zumba and dance classes and kickboxing or whatever you see, you know, sighted people do. Um, so I said, yeah, you know, I'd be interested in, uh, you know, helping you put together something like that. And of course, um, you know, eating healthy is also, um, well, personally, I would, I would say I, I want to, really work on, um, as we all know, diabetes is one of the leading cause of blindness. So, um, and, you know, and, and not just diabetics, but everybody in, well, most people in the blind community, I think could, could use some assistance in, in starting to prepare meals, um, that are healthy as opposed to just always going to McDonald's. <laughs> or Carl's Jr. Um, or In and Out, although I love In and Out. But anyway, so yeah, that that was the the okay. first conversation we had. And I also mentioned that because I have a, a long history of working in a nonprofit, I said, oh, I think I can, I can, you know, I can do some research, ask around, figure out how we can um, file our own nonprofit status. So absolutely. Those initial conversations is really what sort of formulated the idea, at least the plan for Heart for Sight. And as Raquel mentioned, like those components, nutrition, fitness, um, you know, those had just historically have been really inaccessible for our community. And so um, in the initial phases, we figured, OK, that might be our our value. That might be our mission. And you know, we decided to to craft the organization's mission to be um, Harsh Recite as an organization that breaks down barriers um, so that people in the blind and visually impaired community can pursue physical, mental and emotional well-being. Um, and so that's really what I work has been really all about. Um, we've uh, you know, we come from a background of, you know, not super affluent individuals. Therefore, we don't have like a tremendous amount of resources. And we're certainly competing with some of the bigger, um, larger blind field service, um, you know, programs out here in Southern California. But I think what makes us really, really unique is a couple of things. It's like, first off, we're an organization that is ran by visually impaired people providing services for people with visual impairments, which is super fundamental and important to me because I've always believed nothing without us, um, you know, nothing about us without us. Um, and I think that's, it comes in our programs, it shows in our services where what we consider and think about is accessibility. How do we make our programs as accessible as possible? And so, um, our initial phases were really grassroots, right, Raquel? Um, yeah. We did a lot of just going out research. in the community, researching, having conversations, trying to find out what kind of programs and services people wanted. Like, did people really care much about fitness? Did people really care much about learning about, um, you know, proper nutrition um, or appropriate balanced nutrition? And so... Our first couple of years were tough, um, just trying to get our, our bearings underneath us, um, connecting with different community partners and just trying to provide some kind of service, um, knowing that um, our eventual goal to develop a wellness center would, would ultimately take time. So, but Raquel, can you share with us some of our first like activities that we provided? Um, and then maybe we can talk a little bit more about some of the current stuff um, that we've been able to to offer um, over the course of the years, and we'll pause there um, just to check in with the with the with the crowd. Um, but yeah, let, okay. let's talk about a little bit more about some of the first things that we were able to accomplish um, with Hearts for Sight. Well, um, are you talking about just the activities already that we started programs? Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. some of the programs we started with. Yeah, so. The, I think the very first, uh, I think the biking came first before the hiking. Um, the very first activity we did was the, the Surrey bike riding. Um, 
one time, you know, Joseph and I were, 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 uh, we rented a tandem bike at Long Beach and, um, and then we saw, we saw this Surrey bikes. They're actually, they say it's, a, it's a six seater bike, but actually for, for, for adults, it's, it's only could sit, could sit, um, four. But yeah, so we, that was the very first activity we did, the Surrey bikes. Um, after we did our own tandem biking, we, we, uh, we t- connected with the person or with the company that was renting those bikes and we asked, um, if they can help us out. And, you know, we said that a lot of, we, we knew that a lot of blind people are really interested in doing some bike riding because that's one kind of activity that we are majority of times excluded from, not unless you have a, a tandem bike. So we thought of, um, that activity that would give us an opportunity to, um, to invite at least what, 18, 20 blind individuals and then, and then recruit some sighted so they can be the, the captain for the Surrey bikes. That was the first one we did. That was in 2017, maybe. Cause we got established in 2016. Um, 2017 or 2018. And then our next activity that we, we got on or we started is, uh, hiking. We partnered with, um, these Sierra Club. Actually, um, someone in, in the blind community, Robert Ryas, um, contacted the Sierra Club for us and he, he asked if, uh, if there's, you know, someone that could help us uh, with scouting trails and stuff like that. So, um, so since then, uh, 2018 up to now, we've been hiking with the Sierra Club folks, Sierra Club leaders, and, um, we've been hiking, uh, once a month pretty much, except, you know, when March, when the pandemic hit last year, um, in the first few months, we were not able to do any hiking, but we did some, um, in September or October, um, and then this year we we started uh, doing more hiking, and I can talk more about that a little bit later. Or do you want me to say something about that now? No, that's that's fine. Fine, I, and I think it's it's important to share that um, you know what these activities. You know, not only do they bring an element of physical activity, but for some of the folks that I know who are here on this call who have participated in some of these activities, it's also the social connection um, yeah. that that we're able to foster during these activities. So you're getting two things. You're, you're exercising, but then we're socializing and we're interacting. And, and similar to this group right now, we're sharing about resources and opportunities that are available to our community. Um, so it's just a great, it's just a great environment to just be in community um, but what we call this in, in sort of the, um, the research field, cause a lot of my dissertations and my research at UCLA was based on health and wellness for underserved and, um, communities who identify with disabilities. But what these bring is our eco-therapeutic, um, you know, so you're finding healing and coping and community, albeit through outdoor activities and exercise, um, which is, and, and, you know, in my opinion, like I always enjoy walking with someone. I always enjoy riding a bike with someone um, or exercising with someone. It just makes the it makes the activity that much more fun. And so um, I mm-hmm. think we're really proud to be able to share that, um, you know, these hikes and these bike rides provide more than just exercise. They provide a sense of community, which is really important, especially since we've been living in this like pandemic world where um, a lot of us are staying and sheltered in place. So um, that's just one thing I wanted to add. But Raquel, I think we might have missed some of the yoga activities that yes. we were post the pandemic. Would you, would you like to share that a little bit? Yes, yes. So we also uh, started a yoga class um, before pandemic, we were doing the yoga class, um, I think once a month as well with a yoga certified yoga instructor. And we were doing that at, at Stevenson Park in Carson. Um, but then, uh, when pandemic hit, uh, 
um, we looked for another way of providing that yoga. And um, luckily, um, one of Joseph's friend and also a, a longtime yoga instructor um, agreed to do virtual yoga with us. And um, so we were doing that since May of last year um, up to now. That's, you know, um, that's one of our regular program. And then also when pandemic hit, we also started um, doing support groups. Um, and the support groups are led or facilitated by um, visually impaired clinician as well. Because like Joseph said, we believe in providing services, for, you know, like visually impaired people providing services to visually impaired people because who else, you know, can better understand what we're going through but, you know, another visually impaired person, right? So that um, support, you know, so we started support groups and uh, now we are also, you know, we just launched our um, individual counseling or individual therapy program. And right now that individual therapy program is pro bono until such time that um, uh, <laughs> well, what it, whatever you call it, but later on, then, you know, then we would start um, uh, billing your insurance, like a Medi-Cal or Medicare. I think Medicare pays for it too, or whatever insurance you have. But for right now, the individual therapy program is um, pro bono. Yeah. Did I forget anything? That's that's no, pretty much our, our major programs, and then we have other programs yeah. coming up. But that's later on this year. Yeah. And we'll 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 touch on those in a bit. But I just wanted to just um, you know pick at a little bit about some of the things that you said, um, especially when it when it comes to uh, sort of our pivot to providing more virtual opportunities um, in the face of the pandemic. Um, especially us being a grassroots program, like we were like, whoa, like, how are we going to keep afloat? I mean, we already are operating on finite resources, a lot of volunteerism. Um, you know, we had awesome plans for 2020 in terms of like developments and activities. And once March came and we found like, okay, we're going to be sheltering in place for a long, long time. Um, what's that going to look like for our community? Um, who, who, you know, who's historically been a pretty isolated population as or as is. This is, is going to further exaggerate, um, these, these feelings of isolation. And so, um, I think the, when Raquel mentioned that virtual yoga came at an opportune time, um, we were able to provide yoga once a week, every Wednesday at seven o'clock. Um, and that was consistent for over a year. Um, since, you know, these past couple months, they're now being offered twice a month on the first Wednesday of each month and the third Sunday. Um, but there's conversations about providing more yoga because we see the true benefit of having such a space to, you know, reduce levels of stress, work on our flexibility, work on our balance, work on our breathing, most importantly, um, and also be in community with one another. So, um, these yoga opportunities came at a pretty opportune time, so we're really blessed to be able to offer them and continue to offer them as a stable program. Um, but also the mental health services, um, you know, they couldn't have came at a perfect time. Raquel and I and um, our clinicians were talking about providing such an opportunity last year. Um, but since we were working, working mostly on developing the physical, um, um, physical fitness services and nutrition, services that was really mostly our focus but again once the pandemic hit um it we just converted our attention to okay we need to help um provide support um for our community um to help with you know areas of of, of isolation depression anxieties um uncertainty and so um it started with um support groups um um, wellness support groups. And since then, it's, it's turned into um, a general support group. Um, we also have a focused support, support group, which is um, acceptance commitment therapy, 
Um, it's a form of cognitive behavioral therapy. Um, and as Raquel mentioned, we, we recently just rolled out some individual counseling um, that is being offered pro bono. And so um, I just wanted to highlight that, Raquel, because I just wanted to mention it was just it came at such an opportune time. Um, mm -hmm. And since, you know, just because the pandemic happened, didn't mean Hearts for Sight was going to belly up. Um, we, That's we, right. We're just incredibly passionate about this program, um, seeing that our community has these services available to them. And so we just had to be more innovative in how we delivered service. So um, I just wanted to, to mention that. Um, but Julian, I want to bring you in because I wanted to see if it was okay to invite some um, folks um, do I, who I see in the crowd that have participated in some of our um, physical activities such as our biking and hiking. And I wanted to see if it was okay with you if we welcome, um, you know, someone from the crowd to share if they've had experience with with our group and, and what it's been like for them. Is that okay? Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, so you just want to call on them and then have yeah. them speak if they choose? Well, okay, yeah, I that's know, perfectly fine. I know my brother Ron is here. Um, oh, yeah. I know my brother Ron's here, and we actually had featured Ron in um, a number of our newsletters, and he actually is um, a star in one of our hiking videos, um, one of our promo videos that we share. But I'm not sure if, if, if Ron, if you're comfortable sharing again a little bit about some of the experiences you've had um, with some of the activities that we provide, such as the biking and the, and the hiking, if you're there. Well, while, while he's getting unmuted, okay. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, while he's getting unmuted, I'll, I'll just throw in there that I've been on a couple mm -hmm. of those bike rides as well and hikes, and uh, they are a lot of fun. So go ahead, Ron. Mm -hmm. So uh, good evening, excuse me, good afternoon, everyone, and evening as well, wherever you're located. So I've been on several, excuse me, of the Hearts for Sight hikes and even their, excuse me, Siri bikes. And, you know, it's just a great organization because it's getting, whether you're visually impaired or blind, getting you out there so you can be active, you know, getting back to life and just enjoying the things maybe you used to do. And, you know, this past hike, we went to Will Rogers uh, State Park and, man, it was close to about 40 people, including, you know, <clears throat> trail guides and participants and even um, guides to help us. Yeah, volunteers. Thank you. Thank you. And it was, it was just amazing, you know, because I still have, you know, a good portion of my side. And it was just amazing to see all the people out there and, you know, just taking in, you know, the nice day and just being one as a big group. So I really thank Joseph and Raquel and many others that are involved with Hearts for Sight for keeping this thing going and looking forward to what's coming down the road in the future. And um, I want just want to mention, uh, thank you, Ron and Karen, for coming, because you guys are coming all the way from Lancaster to join us, even on the other side of the world. <laughs> mm -hmm. Hey, we couldn't miss it for the world. <laughs> well, we're really, we're really blessed to have the participation of both Ron and Karen. Um, I know Robert Steigel was at our last hike over at Will Rogers, and it was just it was just a gorgeous, gorgeous day. Um, as Ron mentioned, we had over 40, 40, um, participants show up, um, with a mixture of sighted guides, volunteers, um, VIPs, just, it was just an awesome, awesome time. Um, and so we're excited to share a little bit more about some of the upcoming activities. Um, cause I know this is the, um, Breaking Brightness Barriers Summer Edition. So I think it'd behoove us, Raquel, to talk a little bit more about yes. some of summertime activities. In fact, this month's newsletter for Hearts for Sight is um, um, re-emerging, summertime re-emergence. And so in this um, newsletter, we just highlight some of the activities um, that we're providing, the importance of um, what we call play, um, just finding time to just let your mind at ease and engage in some sort of activities that you find pleasure in, whether that is a board game, video games. Um, in our case, we provide hiking and biking, um, 
you know, in partnership with the National Federation of the Blind, San Fernando Valley Chapter, we have opportunities to go fishing this summer. And so, um, Raquel, why don't we speak a little bit more to the group about some of Our the upcoming. Uh, act, upcoming activities in an order yes. uh, so that they can probably remember them. <laughs> yeah. If anybody's interested um, you know, we can share with Julian our latest newsletter that he can forward over to the group um, so uh-huh. that if there's any particular like activity that you find of interest and that you would like to learn more about um, or how to get involved, um, you'd have that information. And so, uh, Raquel, yeah. I want to welcome you into sharing a little bit more about um, some of those upcoming activities. So, yeah, in, in August, uh, definitely we have several um, activities coming up. The very first one is next Saturday, August 7. Um, for the first time, we're going to do a swan boat uh, active uh, adventure. This is um, going to be at Lake Balboa and Van Nuys. I've never tried those, so <laughs> I'm excited for that. But that's a swan boat. I think it's more like really pedaling. I thought it was paddling, but I think it's more like pedaling. Like kind of like the bikes, you're all going to be pedaling together. Um, we're going to need one-sided captain and then um i think we could only uh, accommodate up to 18 blind and visually impaired people and it's first come first serve um situation uh this is going to be from 10 a.m to 12 noon um some people had already asked me okay are we doing some other activity like a picnic after and i said uh hold on i'm gonna have to check (laughs) with uh, with the committee here and, and find out about that. But yeah, that's August 7, uh, this one boat activity at Lake Balboa in Van Nuys. Um, the next one, the following weekend, August 14, is um, our first fundraising for the year. It's going to be at Diablo Tacos and Cantina. No, Diablo Restaurant Tacos and Cantina. Um I'm sorry, Joseph, can you please uh, provide the address when I'm done speaking? But anyway, it's going to be, we partnered with Diablo Tacos for our first fundraiser. If you could uh, come and support, we would appreciate it very much. You can come anytime between 11 a.m. and 11 at night or 12 midnight. Um, Diablo Tacos are like a mile away from Braille Institute. And uh, they really have good tacos, exotic tacos. The one taco that I'm looking forward to is like fried chicken and maple um, syrup taco. <laughs> that may sound weird, but I, I love that taco. Um, and 15% of the proceeds for that day will go towards Hearts for Sight. So we would appreciate um, your support. And um, the following weekend, the 21st of of, of um August. I think in the newsletter I made a mistake. I said Sunday, but it's supposed to be Saturday, August 21st. It's going to be our, you know, it's, we're going to go to Sycamore Canyon Cove. It's in Malibu. Um, one of our, uh, partners, ICO, Inspiring Connection Outdoors, uh, is providing us with a charter bus that would take us to Malibu. And be there for a day hiking. And then uh, afterwards, we're going to go to the beach. And you can dip in the beach, you know, in the water for a little bit. We're going to have um, barbecue. We're going to be barbecuing that day. So I think it'll be a lot of fun. Um, and then what is the next one? September 10 is the fishing. This is a part- partnership with... Um, with the NFB and also with the Turner's Rod and Reel uh, Club, Fishing Club from Monrovia. And this is going to be on the Betty O. Um, I think it's from 8, 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. as well. And uh, you're going to need a fishing license to get on the boat so you can avoid paying about 18 bucks for the fishing license for the day, because the fishing license is free. You just need to um, get an application. I will, I can forward that information later on. Um, you need to uh, 
fill out an application, have your doctor sign the application and send it over to the California Fishing and Wildlife um, Organization. Uh, the license is free, and all you have to do is buy a $5 sticker for the deep, deep sea fishing sticker. sticker. And that's so, a lifetime, that's a lifetime, um, uh, license, license, yes. Raquel. So if you do it yeah. once, you get fishing for a lifetime. Mm -hmm, yeah. So that, that definitely. And then, um, and also, I, I think I have to mention this is going to be, um, pretty much a private boat for us. Um, Robert was, Robert Steigl was able to make that arrangement for us. Uh, we can only take up to 40 people. Again, limited first come first serve. Uh, maybe twenty five VIPs and probably fifteen sighted volunteers is you know what we would do. So this is September ten. It's a Friday. Um, and then in September we also have another hike. This is going to be at Debs Park in um, Los Angeles, like a kind of downtown area. Um, I'm sorry, what's the date on the... That's going to be September 26th, Raquel? 26th, okay. So it's a Sunday, September 26th. And then in October, we're going to have um, another hike at El Dorado Park. We went to El Dorado Park um, a month ago in Long Beach. That was a very nice hike. So that, that would be October 16. Um, and then in October, we're going to have a Halloween Monster Bash fundraiser. Um, we'll provide details on that later on. But this will be, you know, like where you can go come in, in costume. <laughs> um, so that would be towards the end of October. And then November, we're going to go to Malibu Creek. Mm -hmm. um, November 28th. November 28. Yeah. yeah, November 28th. Um, and then uh, we're skipping. Oh, wait, no, we have, a, we have a bike ride in October. I almost forgot. I'm so sorry. Did I mention that? Yeah, we we have our we have a bike ride in October and another bike ride in um, in December. In December, and so I know that's a lot to remember. So we don't expect anybody to remember any of those <laughs> dates. But the good thing is, it's this meeting is being recorded, and we'll also provide the newsletter to Julian so that he may share it with with the rest of the group. So as I mentioned, if you're interested in any of the activities upcoming fundraisers to so just go ahead and reach out to us and either Raquel or myself will provide you with any detail um, that you need. So that's just one highlighting some of the um, activities um, and sort of programs and services that we that we offer currently. Um, and I wanted to check back in with um, Mr. Julian and see if it's okay if we check in with the with the uh, with the group. See if there's any questions or concerns. We do have another little piece, um, or I guess a little segment that we want to talk about, which is what the future looks like um, for Hartford Site. But I'm sensing we we've, we've been talking for a little bit, so I thought it might be nice to check in with anybody if they have any questions or concerns. What do you think, Julian? Yeah, we can certainly uh, do that in between. So one little suggestion I might make is that rather than um, having me forward a newsletter, uh, I think it might be better if you guys give contact information and that way people who are interested and want mm -hmm. to engage with you guys could definitely receive it directly. Cause that way, you know, if for some reason I forget to do it. You know, I don't, I don't want people yeah. to miss out <laughs> potentially on something because I may be traveling. <laughs> and, you know, I, I, yeah. <laughs> so, and, and I think ultimately, ultimately it's better anyway. Uh, because that way, uh, you know, just like I have direct engagement with, uh, with my audience, you guys get to have it with yours. And, um, I think that, I think there's going to be a lot of people here who are interested in what you're doing. It, it sounds like a lot of fun. You guys have a fun packed, uh, agenda here. So this is going to be great. 
And well, I think this is going to be a great opportunity for people. So yeah, Joseph, um, we can certainly uh, do that. So, um, what I will do is, uh, anybody who may be interested in asking a question, um, you know, a brief question to our presenters, uh, can unmute and say your name. And when your name is spoken, then uh, you can go ahead. Everybody else whose name was not spoken, we ask that you either mute yourself again or, um, or try to remain silent. But if you got noise in your background, definitely mute yourself again. Um, and remain silent until we open it up again for another name. So is Matthew. anybody? Uh... Matthew. Matthew, go ahead. Ah, thank you, Julian. Hi, this is Matthew Schreiber. Uh, I wanted to check. It all sounds like a, a bunch of really fun activities. I was just kind of concerned about uh, they all sound I would, about like fitness level. What kind of fitness level? Is it like various fitness levels or... Uh, I, it sounds like the stuff that your guys are doing are, you'd have to be pretty active already to, to really participate fully. How does that work? That's a great question. Um, that's a great question, Matthew, and I'm happy to answer it. So for example, at our last hike, um, you know, we had folks with all different kinds of fitness levels, all different kinds of visual impairments. And so what's great about our hiking opportunities, Matthew, is that we always have someone that's a lead. So, the, you know, no one ever passes the lead. And then we always have a sweeper. There's always someone, you know, who's at the back making sure that anybody who's, you know, maybe not at the top shape or, you know, might be struggling a little bit and they might need an extra break on the hike. There's always that sweeper back there um, who is in communication with the rest of the leaders um, who's staying back. And so, you know, we understand, you know, we can't provide an activity that's just going to be for the top flight of athletes out here, you know, because we want to be inclusive as possible to everybody. And so um, with that, you know, we, we typically pair folks with um, folks who are, you know, if, you know, we have folks in our Sierra club or our other partners with ICO who are at different physical fitness levels themselves, but they're sighted, you know? And so if folks want to walk a little bit slower, they have someone who could walk with them. So we try to make sure that we pair folks up with, you know, um, an appropriate, you know, fitness um, level in terms of a partner. So, um, and then with our, and with our biking, um, our biking is unique because, you know, everybody is on the bike and they're pedaling. Um, so you're, it's a bike that is powered by four people. So for example, um, I'm a pretty fit person. I ride bikes all the time. And so, um, let's say, for example, there is a, a participant who might need an extra bit of, um, you know, support. I'm not going to put the captain on that bike to be a, you know, a smaller petite, let's say, um, woman, for example, carrying like, Ron and myself, you know, cause that might be, that might be a lot of work. So we like to, I, I like to sort of, when I create the, um, the pairing for the bikes, I like to base it off of like, um, physical fitness levels. Um, but then also on the bike rides, we're, we're mostly going on flat terrain. We're not climbing super big hills. Um, and it's typically, um, you know, I've, I've, in our last couple of years of doing this, I don't know if I've had a participant say like, this is just way, way, way too much for me. I can't handle it, you know? And if that is the case, we're happy to take breaks. Um, I make sure on bike rides that we're, hey, we're going to push ourselves for a little bit, but then we're going to pull off and we're going to gather. We're going to wait around, give everybody a break, make sure everybody has water, stay hydrated because we certainly don't want these activities to be stressful. We want them to be joyful. Um, and mm-hmm. if you're struggling and passing out on the bikes, there's not much joy in that. So, um, I, I hope that answers your question. But, um, again, we're, we're working with folks with various levels of fitness. And so we, we try to be cognizant of that. Great. And I Thank just you. wanted, I just wanted to emphasize that on the hikes, um, when you are SVP, you will, you can, you know, you will have to let me know, um, if you will need a sighted guide. 
or if you are partially sighted and you feel comfortable walking on your own. But we we always um, make sure that people who ask for sighted guide will have their own sighted guide. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's awesome. And that's a great question, Matthew. Thank you for asking. Thank um, you. Is there anybody else who would like uh, to ask a quick question? Say your name. Anybody else going once? Going twice? Okay, hearing none, then uh, everybody mute yourselves again. And uh, go ahead, Joseph, with the second part of the presentation. So, Thank you again, Julian. And so um, I don't know for folks who have access to the chat, but um, I'm going to be sharing a um, hyperlink that goes straight to our newsletter via Constant Contact. It's there right now. And then I'm also typing in our... um, email. So if you're interested in learning more about our program or would like to get involved um, with any of the programs or activities, um, or just want to give us a holler and just chat, um, have any ideas, there's our email. Um, Say it probably. And, and yes, I will. It's heartsforsight at gmail.com. Again, that is H-E-A-R-T-S number four s-i-g-h-t at gmail.com and I realize I misspelled that in the chat so let me write that again heartsforsight at gmail.com I think you guys have a Facebook group and um, do you guys have a website? we do have a website it's under maintenance right now Julian but that website is heartsforsightfoundation.org. So it's just the spelled out name, heartsforsightfoundation.org. I'll spell it in the chat here. Is the uh, four spelled out or is it the number yeah, just is. like in the email? Okay. So that one is spelled out. Uh-huh. And then last but not least, for those who would like to do it the uh, old school way and give a phone call, is there a phone number? Yes, Raquel, can we share your number so I can put it in the chat here? Okay, the number to call for any questions uh, is 818-457-1482. All right, sounds good. So we've got it all covered there. Contact info is up. I'll probably have you guys repeat it there again at the end of the uh, conversation just for the benefit of the listeners. And I believe we probably have a few that are calling in via phone, so it uh, it'll be helpful for them as well. Absolutely, absolutely, Julian. And so I think it now is a good time for us, Raquel, to talk a little bit more about what this future entails for Heart for Sight. And so um, Heart for Sight, we envision a society in which people with visual impairments can access programs and services without barriers. like no barriers whatsoever that is like our ultimate goal for our programs and services and with that we also envision having this health and wellness program service a center really that provides accessible programs and services that really target specifically health and well-being and so what that looks like for our community is Raquel mentioned you know, there's there's challenges with going to the gym for various reasons. You know, maybe there's lack of competency when it comes to trainers who don't know much about the visually impaired community. Maybe there are obstacles associated with navigating around the machinery, um, big bulky machinery. Maybe there's not enough floor space to be able to navigate independently. So there's just a lot of hazards. There's a lot of folks who leave weights on the floor. I don't know if you've been to a gym lately. I go to my gym and I can never find the weights because they're all over the place. And so at Hartford Side, we envision a space where those sorts of barriers are non-existent. Okay, so that's one aspect. And so another component is nutrition. As Raquel mentioned, nutrition is a huge, huge concern in our community, whether it's access to nutrition, whether it's access to information, whether it's learning more about, um, you know, what's the appropriate things to eat for for healthy consume, for consumption in terms of a healthy balanced diet. What sort of things should we be avoiding? Should we have, you know, specific dietary needs? For example, what if we're diabetic? 
There's certain kinds of foods that we need to be avoiding and other kinds of foods that we need to be um, implementing into our diets. And so um, we envision this um, program, which we're, we're calling Make Nourishment Happen. And so through a pretty cool partnership that we're working on um, with this program called Every Table, Every Table is another um, nonprofit organization here in Los Angeles with huge, huge goals. Basically, what they want to do is make um, healthy nutrition affordable at fast food prices. And so um, through this partnership, it is our intention to be able to offer um, 50 um, clients. We'll call them clients because they'll be members of our Heart for Sight community in our database. So it'll be Heart for Sight members or clients, 50 folks, access to healthy nutrition, five days um, a week for 36 weeks. So that's essentially what the program looks like. Um, and this is just the first phase um, is to provide the meals. But in the second and third phases, um, we're working to make our program um, become more sustainable, as well as the education and information that folks who are participating in these services will have. Um, you know, we all know the saying, if you can teach a man how to fish, you can feed a man for a lifetime, right? And so when we provide these meals, we would also like to provide some education around, you know, why are we eating these high quality meals? What makes this high quality versus other kinds of foods? How can we go about replicating the foods that we're eating, you know? So we feel strongly that it's equally as important to be able to provide access to nutrition um, but it's just as important for folks to be able to have the resources and means to be able to create these meals at the comfort of their own homes. And so part of the um, pro program would be, you know, demonstrations, workshops, seminars, panel discussions where we talk about um, nutrition education. And so we're really excited to be partnering with every table because um, they're really going to help us make nourishment happen for our community. And so um, that's a development that our committee, our nutrition committee, is working endlessly on weekly. And so um, in the near future, um, you'll definitely be hearing more from our newsletter about ways to sign up to this really exciting and innovative program. And so that's one area that we're really excited about. Another area that we're really excited about, you want to add something, Raquel? I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I'll... Go ahead. Okay. Um, another area that we're equally excited about is um, our, our personal training and fitness classes. Um, so uh, about two or three years ago, um, one of our members, um, Alexis Chan, um, member of our board, um, he and I both became um, certified personal trainers through um, what we call National Association of Sports Medicine, NASM. Um, and we have our CPT, Certified Personal Training um, Credential. And we also have a fitness nutritionist specialist um, credential. And so him and I um, are the individuals along with um, our committee um, who are crafting and putting together. Um, right now, we're working on putting together some group fitness exercises that we're looking to roll out um, as the nutrition program starts to roll out as well. Uh, Cause we would like to encourage folks, if you're taking advantage of the nutrition program to take advantage of the fitness classes, because they work hand in hand, um, you know, 90% of the weight loss and healthy lifestyle is going to be in the kitchen, you know, and if you can supplement that with an active lifestyle a couple times a week, you're in great, great shape, no matter how old you are, no matter what your physical condition is, you know. So we're really excited to be able to work towards um, being able to provide both that nutrition component as well as the level of fitness, fitness activities. And eventually, um, as we, you know, develop and, and acquire enough funding to, to um, you know, uh, build this center, um, all of these programs and services that Raquel and I have been talking about for the past hour, um, we're looking to be able to start facilitating them out of this wellness center. So if you come to Heart for Sight Foundation, you know that, hey, this is an organization or a place that is conducive to my needs, um, that is 
focus on the visually impaired experience. And it's a place where I can work on improving my health and well-being. Um, and so that's that's really what we're all about. That's really what we're excited about. It takes a community effort to get a programs like what we have off the ground. And so um, what we're doing would not be possible for folks like yourself if it weren't for folks like yourself who are a part of this community and who have shared with us like, hey, these are things, these are opportunities that we want to see into our lives. And so it's been Raquel and I and our team's mission um, to work endlessly and hard um, to get these services out there and available. Uh, Raquel, I know you wanted to share something, so I'm gonna, I wanna loop you back in. And no, I, well, you already spoke about it. I was just gonna mention the physical training program, but um, you mentioned it already. But uh, yeah, I just wanted to, um, you know, piggyback that, uh, yes, the, these programs are, are all coming up and, and then, um, like I said, it has always been for me, my dream is to be in a Zumba class. Um, I think, but we have to wait till we have something in person to do that because I, um, I don't know. I haven't tried it, but I, I imagine it'll, it's would be, uh, better when, um, you're participating in Zumba and since we cannot see the video or the instructor, then we will be taught how to do it. Um, how to move our hips and legs and arms and whatnot. <laughs> so that would be one of those things that, that are coming up. Um, and you know, and some other dance classes and, and if, if there's any other fitness activities that, um, you are interested in and that you wanted to see happen, um, you know, maybe you can let us know and, you know, we'll find a way how to make it happen. Absolutely, Raquel. And I'm glad you shared that because I wanted to I wanted to state that, you know, these services are for our community, by our community. And so it, as Raquel mentioned, if there's anything that you want to see on the slate of activities, like just let us know. It could be anything. We we will do our we will do our work and our we will make sure we can try to figure out what resources we need to put together in order to make um, an effort like this possible. For example, like the fishing, um, you know, thanks to Robert Steigel and, you know, just having a conversation during one of our hiking opportunities, I think it was at El Dorado, we talked about, hey, you know, why don't we go fishing? What, what do we have to do to facilitate something like that? And sure enough, thanks to Robert Steigel and Raquel and their, you know, connections to the community, you know, we were able to put a date on the calendar and to, to take folks in our community out, you know, deep sea fishing. And so, um, again, it's just, it's really about providing service, um, for us. You know, we're all in this program together. Um, this isn't Raquel and my organization. It's our organization. Um, and, and, and with that, um, you know, I want to thank every single one of you for, 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 listening to us for the past hour, a little over an hour. Um, Julian, I think that, I think that's about it for what we have to share. Um, and again, we thank you for your leadership in bringing this wonderful group together um, to hear what we have to share about Hearts for Sight. Oh. I just wanted to mention, I'm so sorry. I okay. just wanted to mention our support groups, by the way, is not limited to just people in the Los Angeles area. If you are living um, anywhere in California um, and you wanted to join the support groups or any of the, uh, or if you want to have, you know, um, uh, sign up for individual therapy, um, you are, you can sign up. Um, you know, you have to uh, go through an intake process. But um, right now our support groups are happening every Monday and Wednesday, and then we're going to be adding another, another time, but it, it's, uh, twice a week, pretty much. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, um, in, uh, when we, when we get the, the appropriate resource, <clears throat> we would also provide support groups also to the families of the person who is visually impaired, you know, like the parents or aunts or 
whoever it is, um, because it's not just us, the visually impaired that need support, but also our family or our relatives and our friends uh, need support and, you know, so they can also um, find out information and be supported and how to support us. So that's what we believe in. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. And just, just one more, you know, just repeating information, email heartsforsight at gmail.com. Uh, we also, we are also on Facebook. If you find Hearts for Sight, um, you will find us. We are on YouTube. We have some videos on YouTube, Hearts for Sight. And, um, our phone number is 828-457-1482. Okay, so um, uh, just to be clear, I know in your email, the four is represented by number four. On the other platforms that you mentioned, is it the same, or on, are you spelling the word four on some of those? Spelled out. Okay, so the only one that uses that number four representation is the email. Correct. Yes. Oh, awesome. Okay, so that makes it real easy for everybody listening. Very, very good. And I, I, I think you're... You're probably going to get a few takers here because you guys do a lot of fun stuff. And again, I, <laughs> I, I, I've been on some of the hikes and the bike rides. And I think you, I've even been on, in some fitness stuff that you guys either w- were doing directly or doing in conjunction with the NFP San Fernando Valley chapter. And it was very, very good stuff. I found it helpful. Um, I like the way you guys covered it in such a way that if you couldn't see what was being done, somebody came over and showed you how it was done. So uh, mm-hmm. very nicely done. Yeah. And you've participated in our, in our fundraisers, Julian. You and Jamie are some regulars to our karaoke fundraisers. <laughs> yeah. She, uh, she, she, uh, she likes to do that. She likes to, you know, sing for good causes. <laughs> Jamie's a great singer. Excellent. Absolutely. And not to mention, she's also a very good helper here to me because she's running the behind the scenes stuff and, muting the people who keep unmuting themselves and all that good stuff. So, uh, uh, I, I, I couldn't do this uh, nearly as well uh, without her help here uh, on my right side. So uh, she absolutely is invaluable. So we're um, clapping for Jamie. Yes. Everybody clap. <laughs> all right. So um, do we have anybody else who has a question for Hearts for Sight, for Raquel, for Joseph? Uh, if so, just unmute and say your name and wait to be called on. Anybody? Any questions? Any comments? We've either, uh, they've either fallen asleep or we did a very good presentation. <laughs> I was just going to say, that's usually what I say. It's like uh, a, we either did a great presentation or, or, or we did a good lullaby, one or the other. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. is that Matthew again? Go ahead. Yes. I just wanted to say that I appreciate, uh, uh, you guys, your advocacy for our, uh, our group and our, uh, sounds like a bunch of great activities and, uh, I, I appreciate what you're doing and looking forward to, you know, the future of your organization. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Matthew. And we look, we look forward to welcoming you to any one of our events. All right. And by the way, for, um, we might have a few people on the phone. I, I may not have mentioned this before and sometimes I might take for granted that people just know, but if you're calling in on the phone, uh, if you want to unmute yourself, you hit star six. If you hit star six, you can unmute yourself. And uh, that way, that's one way to do it. If that is not possible or it's that difficult, then try hitting star nine, which will raise your hand. And then Jamie can go ahead and uh, unmute you from our end and you can speak. So do we have anybody calling in on the phone perhaps that uh, might have a question or comment? Okay. Well, I think uh, that just about covers it. So um, I want to thank you guys for coming and, and sharing all this wonderful information about your wonderful organization. Like I said in the beginning, you know, we, we have that thing in common. We're both about, we're all about breaking those barriers. And uh, you guys are doing it by breaking the barrier to getting outdoors more, being involved in, in physical things. 
and uh, getting people more active because uh, it's important. And especially now more than ever that we've all been locked down for the last year and a half in some way, shape or form. You know, we got to get out there. We got to get in the air. We got to get around people again as we start to slowly but surely rounding the corner on this thing and uh, getting back to normal life. So I'm very happy that organizations like yours exist. And I just wish we could uh, take that seed and plant it all over this country and have hearts for sight all over the place doing this wonderful stuff for black people all over the country. But, you know, we'll start where we can in Southern California and uh, see where it goes from there. As they say, the way so goes California, so goes the rest of the country. So hopefully that is true to fit here uh, with what you guys are doing. Absolutely, Julian. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. So then um, I'll take one last attempt here. Does anybody have any questions? Julian, this is Nora. I just want to thank Nora. you. Thank you, Julian, Jamie, Raquel, Joseph. Thank you for all you do for us. I really appreciate it. It's fun coming out with you guys. Nora, I didn't even <laughs> see you there. It's just <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Likewise. Yeah. We haven't seen you in a while, Ms. Nora. Nora, I was recently looking at some of our Monster Bash videos where you came as the uh, the bride in your yes. costume. <laughs> yes. Oh, I think you won scariest costume that day. Yes, I did. Let's <laughs> <laughs> good to hear from you. Thank you so much. And uh, Thank look forward you. to seeing you soon. <laughs> Thank you. Here, uh, we're so awesome, happy to you guys too. Thank you. And thank you for coming to our meeting and contributing. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> All right. Uh, anybody else before we uh, wind things down here? Okay, I guess not. So we'll go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, I want to thank everybody for coming to the summer meeting of Breaking Blindness Barriers uh, Group. Uh, we have four scheduled meetings a year, once every quarter. And then, of course, we have bonus meetings in between. And, and fortunately, I seem to have, have no shortage of finding presenters or, or, or topics for uh, holding a bonus meeting. So this has really been a lot of fun. It's been great to, to, to get this going, again, the way that we uh, used to have it before. So thank you all for coming. And again, if, if anybody listening wants to learn more, about our group and wants to become involved in the group. And if you live in the Los Angeles area of Southern California or the Cape Coral, Fort Myers area of Southwest Florida, the two areas where we are actively uh, seeking members, please feel free to contact me uh, by email. You can send an email to help at techjv.com. That's help, H-E-L-P, at T-E-C-H, J as in John, V as in Victor.com. And if anybody wants to contact me by phone to learn more about the, these meetings or the other services that I offer, or if you want to uh, get involved in uh, helping to offset costs, you know, the, the, this group is free to attend, but we do accept donations to help defray the cost of uh, renting Zoom and, and other expenses associated with keeping this going. Uh, you can use my contact info uh, that I gave earlier, as well as contact me by phone. And that's 818-794-9554. Once again, 818-794-9554. So thank you all for coming. And until next time, remember what I always say, keep on breaking the blindness barriers.